3: You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the tire buying should be. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the city of angels, city of stars, city of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You like apples? We well, got Anthony Davis. How you like them apples? Well, the Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers at Farmers. We've seen almost everything, so we're going to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay out of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers, Farmers. All right, uh, let's let's get after it. The Lakers did it. And though it did not include the kitchen sink, it feels like everything except the kitchen sink went to New Orleans. Lonzo, gone. Brandon Ingram, gone. Josh Hart, gone. Number four pick in the draft, gone. Seemingly every future first-round pick from here until eternity, gone. But let me ask you something. When somebody says something is priceless, how much is it actually worth? Right? There is only one LeBron James. I don't know if LeBron James is the greatest player in the history of the game. I don't know how much LeBron James has left. But he's in the conversation of the greatest players to ever play the game. And he clearly still has something left since even in a season in which he wasn't all that motivated. He wasn't all that healthy and it was a new team. He still averaged what, like 28, eight and eight. (laughs) Like in a bad year, he put up crazy, crazy numbers. So for the next three years, you have LeBron James. And what did you need in order to get the most out of LeBron James? You need another star. You need a guy that can defend the rim. And you needed it now. And Anthony Davis is repped by LeBron James's agent. He can defend all five positions, including defending the rim. He wants to play alongside LeBron James. And he's done where he was. He was done where he's at. Done. He checks all these boxes. And oh yeah, by the way, there's really only one Anthony Davis in the NBA. What's the price of something that's priceless? Apparently, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, number four pick, bunch of first-round picks. I could easily say that they overpaid. Sure, okay. But what is the cost of not getting Anthony Davis? Because if you don't get Anthony Davis, you probably don't get any free agents. And if you don't get any free agents, now you're left with an abject disaster. So the NBA in the last week has been turned on its head. From Kevin Durant tearing his Achilles tendon, which changed the free agency pool, to Clay Thompson tearing his ACL again, changing the free agency pool, to Anthony Davis ending up in L.A., changing the free agency pool and changing the Lakers outlooks. Like, completely different league in one week. Don't get me started on what Kawhi Leonard does. We don't know if he's going to be a clipper. Somebody say he might be a Laker. And common sense would tell you that the Raptors have a fighter's chance since they just won a championship, and there's the biggest victory parade I've ever seen in my life taking place in Toronto. Not that that matters, but still kind of cool. Right? Still kind of cool. But let's get back to the Anthony Davis thing. This reminds me of a couple of different things. I'll never forget the, I owned a house in Burlington, Connecticut. When I first got to ESPN, everybody said, move to West Hartford. That's where young families live. We didn't have family, but I had a realtor and the realtor was kind of out in the sticks a little bit. And I always thought I wanted land and something beautiful. And I did, I got, it was like on three acres, wooded, really cool house, custom house, so we bought it. It was on a cul-de-sac. There were families, but I don't know. It was okay. We liked it a great deal. A couple of years later, we had kids, and we decided we want to move to a more of a neighborhood where the trees were chopped down in between houses so you could walk outside, and all the kids, you just throw them in the yard, and they just play together, right? Everybody, You know the drill if you've lived in the suburbs before. So we were getting ready to sell our house, and we had put a little bit of money into it, and we thought it was worth a little bit more, and we got an offer that was a little bit less Than it should have been. And the guy was like, hey, got to end of business today. And I could have gone back and forth. But a good friend of mine told me like, are you really going to decide your fate over $20,000, $30,000? You can make money on your house. You can get out of it, have the cash in hand, then go buy the house that you do want and the neighborhood that you do want. And the same thing happened when you're buying the new house. You really going to decide where you're going to live based on twenty or $30,000? And my answer is no. And so while I would sit there and tell you that Rob Palenka didn't have to give up all those picks and this year's fourth round, uh, number four overall pick, because it is in fact the top five pick, and they do like Darius Garland. Everybody likes Kobe White. These are two guys that could go easily top five. At the end of the day, the Lakers sat there and go, what's the price of something that's priceless? And then the other part remind me of, I, I love the show billions. Have you guys ever seen the show billions uh, among the writers for billions? Aaron Sorkin's also a writer. Who doesn't like Aaron Sorkin stuff? So Sorkin you know, West wing guy. Um, this is my favorite first season of billions. First episode of first season of billions. I hope this bleeped out. It's bleeped out. Good. Um, The main character, main character, runs Axe Capital. His last name is Axe, right? And he's about to close on a house in, I believe, supposedly my old hometown of uh, Westport, Connecticut, hometown of Westport, Connecticut, for like $41 million on the water, something crazy. And he's being investigated by the SEC, and... His uh, his lawyer and advisors like, do you really think this is a good idea to spend all this money when you're being invested investigated by the SEC? And he uttered this phrase. But
1: then again, what's the point of having you money if you never save
3: you? Right. What what's what is the point to being in LA and having LeBron James and saying we're the Lakers and looking up and seeing all those banners? What's the point of having you money if you don't every once in a while say F you. We'll figure out the rest. We got two of the five best players in the league, which by the way, has kind of been how the Lakers have rolled for the last 30 years. And, and I don't blame New Orleans. Like David Griffin did a really good job. He knows no one wants to resign there. He knows what he's up against. Smallest market in the NBA. One that has ownership that owns football and basketball in a football town that's going to fall in love with Zion Williamson. He understands all of these things. So he did an incredible job with an asset that was depreciating and whether or not they could have gotten Kuzma earlier in the year or not. I don't know. No one knows the reality to that. The fact is the Lakers did overspend, did overextend themselves because there is no price on something that's priceless. And what is the point of having fu money? If every once in a while, you're not going to say have you.
1: But then again, what's the point of having
3: your money if you never say you? Right? Now, how does Frank Vogel manage these Lakers? Plus, who's gonna be that third guy? Kyrie? Kemba? Or do they sprinkle that money around? Now you gotta form a whole team. And what about this new Kawhi rumor? Any truth to that? Bill or Bill Oram joins us from the Athletic, as the Lakers are back to being the Lakers, and the league has changed dramatically in just the last seven days. That's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
6: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
3: Doug Gottlieb show Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, you know, we 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 look at this trade and it feels like a lot. It is a lot, but as I pointed out to you, there's only one Anthony Davis. There's only one LeBron James. And in order to uh, keep LeBron James happy and give LeBron James the best chance of winning another championship, he kind of had to get Anthony Davis. Mission accomplished, or was it? Let's check in with Bill Orham, covers the Lakers for the Athletic, joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Feels like a lot that they gave up. Not the most they could have given up, but close to the most. Uh, looking at it as objectively as possible, did the Lakers overcompensate the Pelicans for Anthony Davis?
8: You, you know, I don't know if they overcompensated them. I, you know, I think it, it, it's a deal they had to make. And I think I think this is the point you're making. It, whatever the price was going to be, they were eventually going to have to pay it because there was really only one path that was within the Lakers' control to get that second superstar next to LeBron James this this summer. And it was and was making that trade for AD. And so you know you look at you know what free agency looked like. The only way the Lakers could really kind of steady their course was to pull the trigger on this deal. I think in a vacuum, yeah, they gave up a lot, maybe too much. You know, if they hadn't signed LeBron James last summer. You wouldn't go into this summer and say, "Will you trade, you know, the three of the four members of your young core and and basically mortgage your 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 draft pick for the next seven years to get one player?" No, you don't do that. But to get that second star with LeBron James at thirty-five, it was it was necessary. And now it, it kind of turns to what they do next and how they replenish a roster that they've gutted to make sure that they at least had that second guy.
3: Yeah, they 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 did gut it. Okay, so here 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 comes the question. What next? I mean, obviously Kemba would be incredible, but I, I, that you're asking Kemba to take a substantial hit financially in order to do it. Let Let me first start with this story that well, had they pushed it back to July 30th, then they could have had more money under the cap, but they knew that. There's no re- the reality to it is this this deal had to be consummated before the draft, no?
8: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's still not going to be official until July, July 6th at the earliest, anyway. And, and I think it's still unclear exactly how they're planning on um, how they're planning on bringing this to an official conclusion. But it does seem like July 6th is more likely. It's not like the Lakers didn't know that. It was simply that they, you know, the the, the most important thing was getting is getting Anthony Davis in the door and getting that getting that second guy because. If you if you pass on the deal to preserve the cap space, you know you may not have anybody to use that cap space on. So you you take care of the thing that is in front of you. Um, but you, you know, in terms of what's next and who comes, you know, it's I don't I don't know that there's a, a great answer to that yet. It, the most likely scenario seems like the Lakers are going to have to go down to kind of that middle middle rung of free agent and start looking at guys who can fill out a really good you know supporting cast and give this team some depth. I mean. You know there are free agents out there who have who have um, helped teams win this year. Brook Lopez is a guy they had in their in their grips a year ago. They let him go. He's a free agent again. There are some point guards out there. Patrick Beverly uh, comes to mind. Who you know these are not going to be a max contract, obviously, but who um, have a winning pedigree. And you know I think those are probably going to be the guys you're going to see the Lakers. Not necessarily those players specifically, but that kind of player. As they try to fill a roster around LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and and Kyle Kuzma, because those guys, as good as they are, um, are going to need some help.
3: What do you make of uh, Kawhi's cousin saying he's going to the Lakers?
8: Uh, I actually missed that until right now, so I, I didn't I didn't hear that. Um, uh, I, I guess I'll just wait to see what Kawhi has to say um, on on July 1st. Um, you know, I I would have completely said there was no chance he was coming to the Lakers a week ago. I think that that has been pretty well established that his interest was elsewhere. But I think the thing with Kawhi and really all of these free agents is they all have to go back to the drawing board and and reevaluate the way they look at this Lakers situation. Now that it's not just LeBron, you're not signing up to be the, you know, the, the number two guy with LeBron, that there is a, a bigger mission at play here. And that, you know, you could be, you know, if you are Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie, you could, you know, assuming they could find a way to make the money work, you can be, you know, part of the, you know, the best big three in basketball at this point. And, and you have a chance to really, you know, kind of steamroll your way uh, through the Western Conference. And, and so I think everybody has to go back to the drawing board and reevaluate it. I just don't know who's still going to take that plunge. And then it gets into if it's, if it's not Kawhi or Kyrie, is there anybody there that you, that you really want to spend that money on?
3: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, the, the whole thing is fascinating because um I, yeah it, the whole NBA has been changed in the last week, right? KD yeah. gets hurt, Clay gets hurt. These are two potential free agents. Now they're not, they're not just hurt, they're out for the year, so it changes whoever, you know, obviously assuming uh Clay stays, like changes the Warriors and their outlook. Uh, we're not even talking about Houston and the, the 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 rumblings there, and then you add Anthony Davis to the Lakers. It's like, wow! In in the last week alone, the NBA has been cha- turned on its head.
8: Yeah, it's completely different than what we thought we knew going into the finals. Basically, where you had you know two the, the top two players in the game in in the, in the finals probably Ka- Kawhi and KD. You both thought could be on different teams next year. Now the way things have played out, you can make a pretty compelling argument that it doesn't make sense for either of them to leave. Um, and, and then the way the, the Western Conference now looks wide open with with Golden State um, down for the count for at least for probably a year with, with their injuries, does that change the way Houston approaches its offseason? You you'd certainly have to think that they're not um, – it, it doesn't have to be as dramatic of an overhaul for them to um, to, to finally break through, you would think, in the West. And then there are other teams that smell blood in the water as well. I mean, Utah, Denver, Portland, all teams that have been close but haven't been able to get past – Kind of that top echelon in in the West, you know. Maybe it's not the major surgery they thought it would take to get to the top. So the Lakers have the inside track, it would seem, at least right now. But there's a lot that's going to shake loose over the over the next few weeks, and this could look totally different then, just like it looks different now from a week ago.
3: Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. Um, How does this fit with Frank Vogel? I'll give you the. Can I give you a positive thing about Frank Vogel? Go for it. All right, here's my positive Frank Vogel spin. If it was Ty Lue, right, who's seen as LeBron's guy, and, uh, and then you have Rich Paul repping um, both LeBron and Anthony Davis, you're like, there's just no one who's a non-clutch sports guy could possibly feel comfortable. But having Frank Vogel there, who's not a LeBron, not a hand-picked-by-LeBron guy, at least brings some sort of balance to the force. How do you think it works out with Frank Vogel, who's coached deep in the playoffs but never coached superstars like these two before?
8: Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. And you know, I, I, all things being equal, I think you know Frank, Frank Vogel is you know a well-respected coach. People like him in the league. Um, he obviously has coached good teams. He, he brings the right defensive mentality. Um, if I'm him, I'm just yeah, I, you can't you can't start thinking about how you're going to game plan or how you're going to um, coach this team because you don't have any idea who's on it. He has three players right now. And, and so I think for him, it's going to be um, probably an exercise in, in patience. But then also, you know, I do think that there is something to be said for having you know, somebody who projects steadiness. And, and Frank Vogel is not, was not a splashy hire, but that also means he's not going to be a distracting coach. And I think, I think that's a positive. Obviously, the, the, the fly in the ointment there is the, is the Jason Kidd element. And it just seems like that's going to come to a head at some point. But the Lakers have had a lot of drama over the last few years. They're probably not ever gonna be able to avoid the drama. But I would think that Frank Vogel has some pretty serious job security for at least the first couple of years here, unless things went really, really severely sideways, because the Lakers know how bad it would look if, if they if they turned on the guy they, they just they just hired, um, and knowing the the Jason Kidd situation there. So I think he has a chance here to be really successful and it's great for him who you know, a month ago, Frank Vogel had, you know, was maybe looking to be an assistant to Ty Lue with the Lakers. His phone wasn't ringing for head coaching jobs. So this has always struck me as a no-lose situation for Frank Vogel. And his life gets a lot better with every star player who signs on to play with LeBron.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really kind of an amazing, amazing time. If you had to guess, who do they get?
8: Uh, if I if I'm guessing it's not um, one of the one of the top guys and they end up filling out the roster with with um, with other with other um, with other free agents, it just doesn't it doesn't seem to me like it makes sense for Kawhi or even Kyrie, uh, despite the history he and LeBron have. I just have a hard time seeing seeing them giving it another go.
3: Yeah, no, I I would agree with you. It's Kemba. Um, uh, you know, I I do think. I think there's a chance they, they – I think Caruso is a the guy they bring back as a backup point yeah. guard, right? They yeah. love they love Caruso. Um, I think they would love to have one of the Lopez's, more Brooke than Robin, but it's in terms of price. I've heard J.R. J. Smith. If J.R. Smith gets bought out, uh, they might feel like they could get him on the cheap and that he fits in. Obviously, he's played with LeBron James before, and they could figure that thing out. That would be fascinating considering everybody's visual of last year in the NBA Finals with J.R. Smith, but that one would be interesting.
8: Yeah, and listen, I mean, they—they—they they, they did not. And, you know, Javale McGee was good for them last year. I mean, that's—he just has to be a—he just has to be a ba- to be backup,
3: Bill, right? Just yep, Javale yep. can't be a starter; has to be a backup.
8: Yeah, I think I think that's true. But again, affordable. At this point, you're looking for affordable, and um, you know, and and McGee McGee's a guy who does have some championship experience, so you know that that's worth keeping an eye on as well.
3: Bill Oram from the Athletic. Follow him on Twitter. We just work in the Athletic, and we really appreciate you joining us, Bill. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Pleasure, sir. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. So we were at the U.S. Open on Thursday and Friday. And it's pretty interesting, right? That Gary Woodland won. Brooks Kepka didn't win. I kind of feel like Brooks Kepka and Tiger Woods not winning is bigger than Gary Woodland winning. Who won the, who won the U.S. Open? Well, Brooks Kepka didn't win. And how about Tiger? He didn't win. That's... I like the the woodland story is pretty amazing. How about he makes that last putt? I I I actually enjoy this kind of place that I'm in with my children now. We lost early. We lost in the semifinals in a baseball tournament. So we thought we were going to have a game later. So we kind of cleared out the schedule. And then we had nothing to do. We just kind of hung out around the house and I napped on the couch, which is amazing. Um, so uh, it's kind of fascinating that I'm sitting there, kind of. D- Discussing with one of my thirteen-year-old daughters, what below the hole is—you know, what you know, why the the course is how it is, what makes it special—obviously, some just beautiful stuff. I personally, and this, it this may sound while well, you're a guy who works for Fox, I actually really enjoy what Fox is doing with golf. If you've noticed the difference in the coverage, so there's a lot less commentary. They still do the—he's got about a bit of five iron from here. Uh, right, they still they still have a shot tracker, like it's still golf, and, and it's about a six foot uphill putt that's going to move slightly to his right, and it's right, it's still, but there's a lot less commentary, a lot more nat sound, natural sound, and they have those boom mics to where they get even uh, Jordan Spieth eviscerating his caddy, right? Did you guys hear that one? On was that on Friday? Was that Saturday? So Spieth. Uh, he hit one in the water, and then he and then he he hits at what looked like a perfect shot. Just long, he was obviously had one club too many. And his caddy's name is Mike. He's like Mike, two perfect shots. I end up in the water back there, and now I'm now I'm you know now I'm uh, in the rough here. I, I'll point this out. There's a couple things here. Like caddies make a good amount of money, and they don't hit a shot. They this is the you got one job, club me, right? Like that's their job and you don't have to like it. But if you've ever heard Jordan Spieth win a major and he won two in one year and nearly won two more, this is going back a couple years ago. He doesn't say I, he says we, he talks about his caddy. They are in fact a team. And part of the team is and you sometimes just screw it up. But I love the way that Fox shoots golf. Like I thought it was really cool. I thought Clatton did a great job. Uh, Shane Bacon. Mmm. Mmm. Bacon. Joe Buck. But but the idea that you can kind of listen in on these conversations like that is awesome. So good. Yes, uh Ramos.
8: I thought it was interesting they brought Jim Nance on. I thought that was very interesting. Hello, friend. Yeah. I guess
3: he lives he right. Lives. He lives. Yeah. He literally lives there. But the fact that they brought him on and he actually he had a credential. That was funny. Got <laughs> a credential. He had a nice sweatshirt. You I'm, know, so I'm Jim it was, Nance. that was interesting. I'm Jim Nance. Nance is a really amazing guy. Nance is one of these guys, and I I try to do it. Like I have a really, really, really good memory, but Tariko, Nance, Buck. These guys are like savants in their ability to 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 go from one sport to the next and know everything. Like what we do here, what Colin does, like Colin's incredible about his his depth of football. Like if you ever talk NFL draft, I know a couple of GMs in the NFL that are like, your boy Cowherd, he's insane. Like what does he do? He just sits around and watches tape. I was like, yeah, kind of. That's what he does. So, um, th- So guys like that, they have this – remarkable memory and Nance is this guy who he'll go to a, a banquet dinner that he's speaking at, work the room and know everybody's name and remember their wife's name. I oh, know Senator. How are you? This is, you know, this is Doug and Angie Gottlieb. They live in Newport, but you know, like, wait, did we just met? Like, what do you, you know, but that was really cool. It's really cool. We have, we've reached a weird place in broadcasting where it used to be like Hatfield's McCoy's, um, and honestly, uh, Alex Rodriguez has kind of changed that cause he works for ESPN and for Fox, which is, which is a weird deal. Um, and there are some others that, that work for multiple, multiple places, which is great. Except to those of us who sign exclusive deals, not as great, but you can ask and they let you do it. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I, I think the whole thing is, uh, was, was really cool. So Look, Woodland, he got legit challenged and didn't have to didn't have to go for it on eighteen, and he ends up making a birdie putt from. That's from like Dan Byer range, Dan Byer range. But it is weird how we we did get let down by Tiger not being in it. Prime the fact that because it's on the West Coast, it was prime time on the East Coast. There's nothing else on. It rated very well. And the Gary Woodland story, of course, the guy who played college hoops at Washburn. He's got a nice looking jump shot. His jump shot looks better than mine. That's not saying much, but it does look better than mine. Winning the U.S. Open and and playing well in order to do so, like he had to beat a guy who shot under seventy in all four rounds. And it shows how well he had to play, and he played exceptional, exceptional golf. But it was it was. Uh, Because it was overcast there, it was a little bit overcast in Southern California, because it's golf. And because Tiger wasn't involved, it was a throw it on and maybe take a nap sort of show instead of having to watch every shot the way you do when Tiger watches. So, when Tiger plays. I don't know, I enjoyed it. Our thanks to USGA for having us up there. And um, we we had a good time. Is Dan Beyer, Dan, you, you got... Yeah, well, you just
9: talked about Tiger, and this was this was a conversation that that Nick Ba and I had yesterday on my show where I told him about the... Would you go back five years, if you will, three years, when you think about Tiger winning another major? Doug, I always thought that what was going to happen was Tiger was going to come back, and Tiger was going to be able to play the Masters because he won the Masters. He was going to play the Open Championship because he was a champion there. But it was going to be a... Crazy four days where Tiger caught lightning in a bottle, and then ended up winning a major, and that would have been just a spectacular time. But he's exceeded my expectations so much. Yeah, where he's top
3: five in the world again. Yes. So not only that, we're now we, we lost we lost total perspective. Yes, like exactly. we didn't think he would play golf again. Some people didn't think he played golf again. He won the Masters. He was disappointing at the PGA. He finishes what did he finished twenty something. Yeah, it was uh, tied for nineteenth
9: something right. around there. So yeah. he finished top twenty, yeah. and we're
3: something. like, ah, Tiger, you sucked, buddy. We're like, dude, he's got a surgically repaired back, Achilles tendon, knee. Oh yeah, by the way, he's not a spring chicken. And uh, and 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 somehow it's a bummer that he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He's not in the top five. Um, you mentioned on Friday. That that was probably the last chance that Phil had to win the U.S. Open. You going to stand by that one? Yes,
9: one million percent.
3: One million percent. Yes, even though that he are you doing the never ever period? Are you doing? Are you doing the Levar ball?
9: <laughs> Do are you, you doing Levar ball? Yeah, I I, I am. Phil I am. Mickelson
3: will never ever. Are you going to write it in Comic Sans? <laughs> I
9: I I will I will seventy two bold that because I just don't see a 50-year-old player winning the U.S. Open. And that is what Phil Mickelson would do or would need to do next year at Wingfoot. He just turned 49 yesterday. So next year's U.S. Open ends a few days after his birthday. Is he really going to win the U.S. Open at 50 years old? Why not? Well, the oldest player to ever win a major was 48 years old. I understand. What I mean, know. like,
3: and now he he has... Uh, he has some health problems, right? But when he's right, when he's right physically,
9: he won at Pebble Beach earlier this year at the Pro Am, right. and this was the course plus the the next two championships. My
3: big hitter courses,
9: yeah. Wingfield uh, Wingfoot's going to take a a. It's going to be long. Tory Pines, we know, is going to be long. So, despite his successes at these tracks, it was Pebble Beach's shorter track that was. I thought really going to be able to benefit him, and now, but he he should in.
3: have won at Wingfoot last time around. Granted, Correct. that was a long time ago, and he was a different golfer. And there's more power in the game now than there was then. That's what you're saying, right? And he's clearly he's won at Tory before. I mean, it's not a course that he doesn't know. Yeah,
9: right? he could still put it out there, but how how far is he going to be able to do it at 50 and 51? And that's going to be the the question.
3: Yeah. No, it's a it's a great. I I thought it was a, it was a good weekend for golf. I don't know if it was the best weekend that golf could have had, right? There's Rory wasn't in it late, Ricky wasn't in it late, um, so the the the, <laughs> the the new young guns kind of yeah. disappeared, right? Yeah, Rory. Rory, I I hate to say,
9: continues to disappoint. But you're waiting for a 67 or a 66 on a weekend, and it just doesn't happen. He shot one over yesterday, and he started what five back of the lead entering the day. And so you thought, okay, maybe, maybe if something
3: wouldn't end up winning it anyway. But yeah, that's a disappointment. Can I tell you the best part about it? What's that? I thought it was a fair is a fair course. The USGA has has received some, and some of it was like Chambers Bay, and I know the weather. I remember, it got dried out or whatever. Um, and some of these other places didn't have all the rain that that Pebble had this off season, even th- this year. So like, look, weather was perfect, and it wasn't windy, so it wasn't crazy hard. It didn't get crazy dry and crazy fast. But I thought it was a fair track. Um, whereas the U.S. Open at times has been so tricked up that guys are like, "Are you kidding me?" Right? Like the 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 pin placements were hard, but not impossible. I just thought it was a it was a great fair golf course, great fair golf tournament. Is that fair? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Allowing the players to exhibit their skill. Yes, which is which is kind of what they're looking for, and I think Wingfoot should be the same because it's an area of the country that generally gets enough rain, and it's not Shinnecock, which can dry out at times. Like not last year at Shinnecock, but the previous time. Right, remember they're watering the greens. And yeah, that's a bad deal. <laughs> Dried out last year as well. It did, you know. and it and it gets it gets to the point you're like, dude, you, you, you got a pin placement that's on a hill. Nobody can make that. What are we doing here? So. I thought it would. I thought the USGA did. Part of it is helped by the fact that Pebble has done this before, and and got perfect weather for perfect conditions for Pebble Beach specifically. A part of it is I thought they just did a really good job. Anyway, it's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They uh, they automatically match your miles you earn at the end of your first year, so your thirty five thousand miles can become seventy thousand discover it miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. Coming up next, the Raptors are celebrating as we speak, but what are the odds that Vegas says uh, they get Kawhi Leonard back? Find out next.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3pm Pacific.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for
3: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Do 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 do. Oh, Lavar! Oh, Lavar! Oh, Lavar! Lavar went Comic Sans last night and today. I'll tell you how and why. Upcoming, but first, let's get to a game. It's game time. It's game time.
5: On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Buyer.
3: Dan Buyer. Buyer.
5: What's the game?
9: Doug, the game today is... Big deal, little deal, no deal. Okay, I've got a quick addition to big deal, little deal, or no deal. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that the Raptors of the city of Toronto have just given Kawhi Leonard a key to the city.
3: Wow, they're throwing out all the... Yes, and you can sleep with any woman you want to hear. <laughs> oh man, that was not. Wait, did I part say that of the out offer. loud? Was that out loud? Did I was that my out loud voice? Yes, yes. Well, not the married ones, or except for my, mine. You can have mine, mine, anything you want. You just do whatever you want. Yeah, it's going to get really uncomfortable if he leaves. Well, right? <laughs> I mean, like, look, you know, you take take your shot. Key to the city. It looked yes, like
9: one it. of those keys on The Prices Right for the Master Key game. You ever see that where they have the five keys and one of them's the master key, three of them open one of the you know separate prizes, and then there's one that doesn't work at all. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. The Raptors are the odds-on favorite to keep Kawhi, listed by Ben Online at five to six to resign in Toronto, while the Clippers are five to four, Lakers are seven to one. Is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal?
3: Uh, that feels like a big deal, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, to me. it feels like a really, really big deal uh, because, it, it, you know, if you look at it, um, it Vegas seems to know something and it would be, it means it'd be an upset if he signed somewhere else. That's a huge change from what we all assumed all year long.
9: Big deal, little deal or no deal that the Golden State Warriors took out a full page ad in the Toronto Star congratulating the Raptors on their NBA title. Uh, that's kind of feels like a big
3: deal. Has that ever been done before? That was so weird. Like yeah, it should would it would have been really funny like trolling to the epic levels like hey we know all of our important guys except Steph got hurt, right, and we still almost, we still almost won the series but congrats or just congrats with a question mark, but instead like they actually took the high road We're like yeah good job, good job good effort. Big deal,
9: little deal, or no deal? That Rockets GM Daryl Morey told Sports Talk 790 at Houston that they won't take calls on point guard Chris Paul, and they want to add one more star to that team.
3: Where are they going to come up with the money? We're not going to take calls on Chris Paul unless somebody wants to take Chris Paul's contract and then give us a better player. Then we would totally take calls. I just, I, does that mean you can only have you got to have take Clint Capella? That's what it's telling us, I guess. No deal then. No
9: deal. Big deal, little deal or no deal that the trainer for Rams running back Todd Gurley told CBS Sports that
3: there is an arthritic component to Todd Gurley's knee. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. It's like the ultimate fear, right? You have uh, you have the combination of a college injury and the wear and tear of a position where you take a batter. I'm like, he's not even 25 years old yet, correct? Yeah, I something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have his age, but yeah. just I the, think he's 24 years old.
9: Wow, that's crazy! Uh, big deal, little deal, or no deal? That the Dodgers outfielder Cody Bellinger remains the leading vote getter of all players in battling for next month's All Star Game.
3: Uh seems like a big de- big deal. Like he's really cooled off from where he was. Like, it, it feels like 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 um, uh, All Star Game voters are still like a month behind. You know, like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's his name who was just traded from the Mariners uh, who led Edwin the Edwin Encarnacion. Edwin Encarnacion. Like, they're like, hey, this Edwin Encarnacion, he's really tearing up for the Mariners. Like, hey, he's a Yankee now. He's a Yankee. A Yankee.
9: Todd Gurley, as you said it, 24 years old. Yeah. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that the KFC we stopped at coming back from the U.S. Open closed early because they ran out of chicken. That is a big deal. That's
3: what I thought, That's too. That's a big deal. What's your KFC order?
9: <laughs> uh it depends but I like to go three piece breast wing and leg.
3: What uh, what crust? Um original. Original. And that's the game.
9: that's game, huh? Game time. This
3: is game time
5: on the Doug Gottlieb show.
3: I stopped at a choking puke. If you don't know what a choking puke is, I'll, just, I'll, I'll explain next. But uh upcoming next, Lavar Went Comic Sans. We discuss next in the Doug Gottlieb show. What up, Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm, 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 mm. And brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything. So we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are farmers. No, that's not the sound of sixty minutes, which is uh, you know Sunday nights was on last night. Although apparently there's some injection that people suffering from PTSD can get that eliminates PTSD. That's like amazing, like one, uh, just one injection into your neck, like ooh, first in your neck injection. Don't love, but can help you with PTSD. That's I don't know. That was remarkable. I saw that. Ad Gottlieb shows the Twitter handle eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is in fact the phone number. We we are reacting to the massive change within the NBA in just, really, in just one short week, right? That's what happened. Just one short week. Stick with me. Um, In chronological order, KD tears his Achilles tendon, which means regardless of stay or go, he doesn't play much, if at all, next year. Klay Thompson tears his ACL, likely to stay, but that means the... Golden State Warriors aren't likely to be competitive for a championship next year. Kawhi Leonard wins a finals MVP, wins a championship, which regardless of whether or not he stays or goes, it does make it more likely that he stays, right? More likely that he stays. So um, the NBA has undergone a massive change. And then at 3.30, on Saturday afternoon in the West West Coast, Anthony Davis was traded for everything except for Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James, the Lakers had to offer. And as we told you previously, like, look, did they pay too much? Probably, but you can't pay too much for something that is invaluable. Invaluable. Um. Uh, There was an expression started by Andy Warhol. You guys know Andy Warhol, famous artist? And it was an expression from a 1968 exhibition, which was really profound, really profound. He said, and this is 1968, in the future, everyone will be world famous for 15 minutes. It was like, wow. And it's interesting because, obviously, O.J. Simpson's 15 minutes have lasted longer. Today is the 25th anniversary of the car chase, which was drawn during the NBA Finals. And it took place, really, um, on a freeway, which is, I could hit a, I get a 7-iron hit the freeway from here. It's not that section of the freeway. This is north of Brentwood. But Brentwood is... 10 minutes down the freeway where he exited and then went to his house and then eventually was taken into custody. It started all the way down in Laguna, Laguna Hills, uh, at the cemetery where his ex-wife was buried. AC Cowan's driving the car. We've now heard, heard audio of the car, all that stuff. That was 25 years ago. And then this weekend, OJ Simpson's on Twitter and then people are following him. And now he's talking about, you know, telling what he views as truths. I'll only say this. Yes, you are a bad person for following O.J. Simpson on Twitter. Yes, you are. Yeah, he's a he's somebody who has murdered two people. There is the irony that he went to jail for stealing his own stuff. I get it right, but he murdered two people in cold blood and has never been honest about it. So if you can lie about that, you can lie about if you're the father of a Kardashian or not, right? Like there's no lie detector on, uh, well, he looks totally honest. Like, well, he's a pathological and chronological liar. Of course he looks honest. That's what liars do. So yes, you are a bad person for following him on Twitter. Like, Oh, I want to see a train wreck. Like now that's watching a murderer just lie to you on social media. But AC Collins. 15 minutes of fame. Judge Ito, 15 minutes of fame. The 15 minutes are up for LeVar ball. And look, it's a cool story, especially coming off of father's day. A dad who uh, flamed out as a basketball player, played a little NFL football, raises three sons. One of whom LaMelo has just announced he's going to go play professionally in Australia for a year, which I do think is a good plan. He needs to get away from his father's coaching, and she did last year, and continue to learn, develop, play defense, become tougher, because he does have a ton of skill, and he's six foot six, and he got a chance to be a special player. So I- I'm not killing the idea that he's raising three boys, two of whom are going to be NBA players. One of them was the second pick of the NBA draft. The idea of starting your own brand bold turned down a ton of money in order to do his own thing now he mistakenly tied that brand to a guy who's managing the money who ran off with a couple million dollars but in theory it's a great and bold idea big baller brand but when lonzo ball doesn't wear big baller brand and is a deal with nike you kind of have no brand right and then he had the JBL, the Basketball League, which lasted for one season. I know, I know. You didn't get the stat updates on exactly what happened there. But that is now defunct and kids went unpaid. The, the point is, is a guy who likened himself to being Midas and having this golden touch of taking care of everyone around him, he was likely taking care of everyone around him with his son's money. And so his son has been traded to the New Orleans Pelicans. Here's LeVar Ball, who found out about it while at the Drew League. That's a L.A. summer league where two of his sons were watching some guys play and he was standing there. He's visibly upset. TMZ caught up with him. Here's LeVar.
10: I guarantee, like I say again, it'll be the worst move the Lakers ever did in their life and they'll never win another championship. Guaranteed. I agree. Are they going to regret this, trade? They're going to regret it. I'm going to have fun with it. It's, 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 I told y'all it was crashing down. Now it completely crashed, but at least my son got off the boat before the thing exploded. I gave him a chance. You can rewind it and go back. And I said, if you get the three ball brothers, you're going to survive this. You let him go. Oh, it's going to be a cold day in here.
3: Uh, and then he said that everybody who leaves the Lakers gets better.
10: The Lakers are going to be known for always getting rid of great players. It's been, a, it's been a process. Everybody who get away from the Lakers, boy, they do so much better after they get away. The proof is in the pudding. I'm not just saying this. How about LeBron and AD? Do you think they can uh, win the championship? LeBron and AD win a championship together? No. They won't win. Guaranteed.
3: Um, guarantees against LeBron James winning a championship have not exactly worked out all that well for Dan Gilbert. I, I don't know why LeVar Ball... Um, and look, we're we're biting the apple. We're broadcasting him. Look, Julius Randle did score a bunch of points. New Orleans didn't get any better because of it, but he did have statistically a good year. He opted out of his deal with the Pelicans. D'Angelo Russell did become an all-star. He's all late-edition all-star, but did have a good year, is going to sign a big contract. And hell, Brooke Lopez had a really good year this year. He might be back in L.A. But isn't it interesting that the adult in the room acts like the child in the room? Matter of fact, here's LeVar Ball saying, oh, yeah, that commentary, that was all reverse psychology. This is earlier today on First Take.
10: These suckers, I'm playing chess. Y'all playing checkers. The best way to get Lonzo out of L.A. is I said, you know what? I don't like New Orleans. I don't like New Orleans. Lonzo ain't going nowhere. He's the best in the world. L.A. Lakers ain't gonna never let him go. First thing they do, exactly what I want them to do, let him go, cause it's raggedy over there. Even the the writing is on the new shirt that he gonna wear. It said no L.A. on it.
3: Nah, ah, ah, he was working on that one all day. No L.A. Yeah, 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 yeah. No L.A. Why can't you just say, hey, D'Angelo? You hey, listen, the smart way. To do this is just to say, look, D'Angelo Russell, he got run out of town. He was the number two pick. He was a point guard. He became an an all-star. That's our goal. Now we got to go to New Orleans and get to work. You know? And the truth is that the Lakers did value Lonzo Ball. But you have to give up to get. You have to give up to get. All of those other pieces aside, this deal would not have been consummated if not for either Kyle Kuzma or Lonzo Ball being included. I don't know why LeVar can't look at and say, hey, my son still has value. Maybe not as much value as you'd hope. Why you can't simply wish people the best and take the high road. But in the guarantees, he has guaranteed a, an NCAA championship at UCLA. That didn't work out. Matter of fact, his his son got his ass kicked by De'Aaron Fox in his last game as UCLA Bruin. And I still like Lonzo. You're not going to be the better player every game you play. But you guaranteed that your son's team would win a championship. And by the way, since they left Chino Hills, they've won championships without any balls around. But you guaranteed that. Then you get the Lakers and you guaranteed greatness. And you guaranteed your brand. Neither have come through. Now you're guaranteeing LeBron won't win a championship because they traded your son. I can't mark the fifteen minutes when it started, but I can mark when it was up. Today. Fourteen fifty nine. Fifteen. To quote the great Andy Warhol in the future, everyone will be world famous for fifteen minutes. Lavar? Your time, sir, is up. Get back to being a dad and a good one and helping your kids succeed, which one already has. Like, I am very much it. I am I will defend th- this for a second. I have a son who plays basketball, and one day at our practice, he was making fun of Lonzo Ball shooting like this. And I stopped everything. I blew the whistle, and I called everybody in. I said, guys, Hayes is, Hayes is making fun of how Lonzo shoots. I said, Hayes, have have you been an all-American in high school? He said, No. I said, Have you been an all-American in college? He said, No. Are you playing in the? Are you the number two pick of the NBA draft? He said, No. Do you start for an NBA team? I said, No. I said, Well, Lonzo Ball has done all of those things. Does he shoot it as well as he should? No. And in spite of that, he's a starting point guard in the NBA. So what? Whatever the, whatever the over-under is on what Lonzo Ball could have been from birth and growing up, he's hit the over. He is, in fact, making millions of dollars. He is a starting point guard in the NBA. But for LeVar Ball, who did a good job to a point, but now has to hand it off to professionals and allow all of his sons to flourish as adults, the 15 minutes are, in fact, up. It's Doug Gottlieb's show on Fox Sports Radio. From, uh, from laughing stock to favorites to winning an NBA title. That's what's happened to the Lakers in the last 48 hours. We discussed with Chris Haynes, Yahoo NBA senior insider, upcoming next. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports radio. Chris Haynes joined us uh, all season long and uh, now we're getting ready for uh, you know they talk about different seasons. <laughs> uh, this is free agent season. Kawhi Leonard spoke for all of about 45 50 seconds and did his uh, did his did a uh, a spoof on his own laugh ha ha ha. Uh, which had everybody rolling. But we have no idea what Kawhi's going to do. It's a pretty impressive showing his parades, but players don't hang around because of parades. Let's welcome in Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Chris, I started the show saying, maybe the craziest week in NBA history. Think about it. If we go back to game five, right? Start of game five. KD's coming back. Thoughts are they can come back and win this thing. And even at the end of game five, by winning that game on the road, at least there was some questions. But then Kevin Durant had torn his Achilles tendon. In game six, Clay Thompson tears his ACL. So, so now whoever goes back to the Warriors, they're going to take a step back next year. Then uh, the Raptors win the championship. So Kawhi Leonard, there's probably some more pressure for him to stay. And, the city wraps their arms around him. And then Anthony Davis gets traded to the Lakers. It feels like the, the the NBA has been turned upside down in just the last week. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean,
11: it, it seems like that's how, that's how the NBA always rolls, you know, especially especially around this time, man, where there's always talks about where players are headed next season. And, you know, that was much of the narrative. For most of these playoffs, when we were talking about the Warriors, talking about Kawhi, and, but I, I think I agree with you that this is this is unprecedented, and where we're looking at two. When you're talking about the Raptors and the Warriors in particular. You know those main free agents. We don't know if they're going to be back with their prospective teams, and so that I don't think there's ever been that much intrigue heading into a free agency period when you're when you're dealing with you know two championship contending teams, and and then you just add the Anthony Davis element. Man, this this was definitely a, it's definitely a fun week for the NBA.
3: All right, so Anthony Davis traded. What's your reaction to the package that went back in return?
11: I think it was a win-win for both sides. I think David Griffin he. He 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 acquired a bunch of assets uh that he can potentially flip uh in the short term. Uh if not, you know, I I think it's a, a great uh talent and personnel that he can surround around Zion Williamson and you know, from the Pelican standpoint, David Griffin needed to make sure he got this Anthony Davis trade moved out the way, uh, you know, before uh, before Zion Williamson got on board, that way Zion Williamson comes with a fresh start, a positive atmosphere, positive influence uh, over there, and so it, it, it was great. And then for the Lakers, uh, you know now you know now it's up to them to kind of bl- blend that whole roster together and see if they can mess with the two stars. But you know I think it was a win-win for both parties for sure.
3: Uh, okay, so the Lakers have Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Cal Kuzma and not a lot else. Um, who, who, In in order, who are their primary targets?
11: Well, primary targets are, you know, Kimball Walker, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard. You know, those those are the primary targets. Obviously, I think if they had a choice, if they had a choice to get a number one target, it, it would be Kyrie, uh, just for his familiarity with LeBron, championship experience. But, you know, from all, from, from, from everything we're hearing, it seems like Brooklyn has the the heads up on that in that regard. Uh, So, but no, aside from Kyrie, it's those three primary targets and Jimmy, Kimba and Kawhi. All
3: right. Who are they likely to get?
11: Mm, That's a good question. I think um, Jimmy is going, I I think Jimmy will probably lean more towards Philly. The fact that they can offer him a little bit more, give him an extra year. Um, It's going to be tough. Kemba probably will be be the likelihood because I I doubt in all seriousness that Charlotte would extend the Supermax to him. I I just think they they feel like it probably wouldn't make sense to extend the Supermax to a a player who is an all-star player. You know, he's a starting point guard in the East, but they didn't make the postseason last year. So I think for them, they're looking at how much sense does that make. That's why i probably say, Kemba probably has the best shot of getting over there.
3: Uh, okay, what about, um, uh, let's say they don't get Kemba Walker, you know, do they spread it around or do they go, you know, uh, and get a, a Darren Collison and try and get J.J. Redick or J.R. Smith on the cheap or do they, or do they try and get one big free agent?
11: No, they 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 try to they try to just fill the roster out, you know, with complimentary pieces, you know, with guys such as you mentioned. Those 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 would definitely be targets, and then you look at bringing Ray John Rondo back if they strike out in the, in the point guard market. You know, I think he's somebody who played well with long, alongside those guys. But J.J. Redick would be a great fit. You know, they need they need a catching they need a catch and, uh, they need a, uh, catch and shoot shooter, somebody who space the floor. So definitely, you know, they'll. They, they They'll be in play. You know, Lakers, are, they're in good position. Being able to, to bring this Anthony Davis deal home, uh, it opens them up to to get the attention uh, of these top free agents because before that, there was there was not a top free agent linked directly to the Lakers. So now I think this changes things a little bit, and we'll see by how much. But if not, then definitely they'll be able to fill them with complimentary pieces and try to make that roster go.
3: All right. Uh, there's also... There's also a Kawhi Leonard out there, and it's long been thought that he would love to get back to LA, but not the Lakers, the Clippers. I know it'll be he'll be a target for the Lakers, and then there's of course Toronto and the celebration and all the adulation he's received. What are you hearing in regards to Kawhi Leonard's future?
11: Not hearing anything right now, though. You know, if you would have asked me this before the series started, where I think Kawhi's headed, I would say. I think he's out. I think he's headed to L.A. When I mean L.A., Clippers. But, you know, this changes things. This changes things dramatically, uh, leading that team to a championship. Um, just the success they had all throughout the year, the way the medical staff is taken care of them, the trust that was built uh, with the Raptors franchise in this year. They rolled the dice. They rolled. The, they seriously rolled the dice. And, um I, you know it, it's tough. It's tough. I think over the next couple of days we'll start getting a gauge on where Kawhi is thinking or he's leaning towards. But as of right now, I couldn't. I couldn't say.
3: What happens with the Warriors? Like what I, I, I've been. Everyone's saying, well they're gonna they're gonna offer KD and they're gonna offer Klay Thompson. Let's say Klay resigns. Like are they gonna get KD back? <sighs> it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough.
11: You know, even if they got both of those guys back. You know they're essentially punting away next season's. And, and when I mean punting away, I mean punting away championship aspirations. I don't think that roster, no matter who they bring back on, I don't think they're a championship contender roster with just Stephen Curry and Draymond Green, uh, because Clay is going to be out the majority of this season, maybe even likely all the season if Warriors you know play it play it cautious like they're known to do. Kevin Durant is out for the year. And so, they're like I said, they're, I think they're essentially punt, punting away their championship aspiration. I think they'll be a good team. I think they'll be a playoff team, but it'll be tough. So, I, I, I think, um, you know, Clay, I think Clay would be back. I think he'll be back for sure. Not so sure about KD. Like I said, and even if they did get him back, it, it doesn't mean much for next season.
3: Yeah, It's uh, um, what. what is your take on LeVar Ball? Uh, trying to do the dreaded Dan Gilbert curse on the Lakers that they'll never ever win. I mean, I know, I I kind of deemed it like, look, I love the the idea of a dad helping a son or maybe two sons get to the NBA and trying to do something different, but but at some point it you know, at some point you lose your relevance and this feels like that moment. What what's your take though, having having dealt with him and understanding all of the things going on in the NBA regarding Lonzo?
11: Well, I mean, this is this is what I mean. I, I don't think we couldn't expect anything anything else but that. But him, with LeBard, to say some things like that, and uh, I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm kind of fatigued with it myself. It, it doesn't mean much what he says. Doesn't have any validity to it. It doesn't change any of the aspects that's going on with the trade. But overall, I think it's a great situation for Lonzo, man, to be able to play alongside Zion Williamson. I think that can be a lethal combination if they if those players both continually progress upwards together. So I think it could be a definitely be a great spot. Uh, there's no pressure, Lonzo would be in the pressure of trying to win you know, instantly like he was with Lakers when LeBron James came aboard. So I think it's a good situation for him, but as far as LeBron, I'm not paying too much
3: attention. All right. So now the Rockets are talking about adding another guy, but say they won't take, and they won't take calls on Chris Paul. So does that mean they're going to try and move Clint Capella? I mean, how how else would they add, add more salary?
11: Yeah. Clint Capella has been a guy that's been out there on the market for a while. So that's, I think that's probably going to be their number one chip that they try to use to try to bring in another star player, but uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, but I, I give Joe Moore credit uh, for a lot of for a lot of teams who were punting during the Golden State Warriors dynasty era. He was one of the one of the GMs who said, "Nah, we're going to try to compete. We're going to try to assemble guys and and compete with them now." And so, even though I think there's a little bit of desperation on, on their part, I still credit him for still trying to stay in there uh, and, and fight the good fight. But uh, it, it's going to be tough. But, yeah, Clint a name has been out there for a while.
3: Uh, what do the Celtics do now? Ooh, man. Seemed
11: like they had it all together about a year ago. seemed like they had the plan, the frameworks all set. Um <laughs> I don't know, Doug. I don't know. That's why I'm not a GM man. Look, they they they, they they're on the verge of losing Kyrie. Uh, they thought for years that they were going to be uh, serious contenders to to nag Anthony Davis. Uh, it, it's tough, man. They got to figure out what what they're going to do with Terry Rozier. You know, he he's somebody that was disgruntled throughout the season. Uh, Al Horford has a decision coming up on his player option, but it looked like he might. Uh, opt out to sign a longer term deal, but aside from that, I, I don't know. They, they're really hamstrung. They don't have the cap. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how Danny Ainge how he goes from here.
3: Yeah, no, it's going to be fascinating. Read his work. Um, uh, wait, are you going to tell us who's in the posted up podcast last week? You couldn't tell us.
11: I still can't right now, Doug. Go have, have, uh, we're going back and forth on the phone, playing phone tag. So hopefully next time I come on, I'll be able to get it to
3: you. All right, fair enough. It's posted up with uh, Chris Haynes' podcast. You can check out his work at Yahoo Sports. Or follow him on Twitter. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Take care, Doug. Pleasure's mine. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Go further than ever with Discover It Miles card. They automatically match your miles. You earn. In your first year, or so your thirty five thousand miles can become seventy thousand miles. Discover it miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover Josh McCown, does he come become coach or broadcaster? All right, coach or broadcaster. That's a that's a actual legit real question, coach or broadcaster. Um did we win in the Women's World Cup? I mean, I know we won thirteen nothing, and then who do we play the second one? Like Norway or something like that? We won three nil. Chile. Chile Chile, yeah. Three,
8: Chile. Three nil, sorry. Three Did we nil.
3: celebrate inappropriately on in all three goals?
8: <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> a little bit joking. The the Houston thing is interesting, right? Where, you know, now like, oh well, look, we're we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Everyone in sports knows Chris Paul's contract is a bad one. I think they can coexist. And I think you still have kind of one more year to coexist before the precipitous decline really starts with Chris Paul defensively. And, and look, offensively obviously he doesn't beat his man, but he's never been a blur offensively. It's always been you know, pick and rolls. But they have hit the panic button in Houston. And now that you have LeBron and Kevin Durant be interesting to see how Houston tries to adjust because Houston's entire focus was how do we beat the Golden State Warriors? The Warriors dynasty is no more. And now they're going to break up their own kind of Beatles? Hmm. All right, coming up next, there are rumors that Kyrie wants to play alongside Anthony Davis. Colin Cowherd tells you whether or not he thinks that's a good fit. Plus, plus wait to hear what Chris Carter has to say on NBA Free Agency. That's all coming next.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico,
3: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio, every day at this time, every day at this time, we like to uh, catch you up on something you may have heard or seen earlier in the day on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1, we call it, and now, <laughs> <laughs> the fox say? Uh, this is Colin Coward on the idea that uh, Kyrie Irving wants to play with Anthony Davis and thus LeBron James. I don't think Kyrie Irving to the Lakers works at all, and I'll just give you my opinion. Let's just, let's just do
7: word association with Kyrie. Distracted. Injuries. Weak locker room guy. Poor defender. Well, what is LeBron now in his 17th year? little distracted. No longer plays elite defense. Hurt last year. What's Anthony Davis? A little injury prone. Three guys. Injuries. I don't think it works. I think you, if you're going to get a guy, get a guy that's the opposite. Kyrie Irving is distracted. LeBron's a little distracted. Kemba Walker never misses starts, never distracted. Kawhi Leonard misses starts, but never distracted. If you're going to go for a
3: third star, Kyrie is not the guy for me. In fairness to Kemba Walker, or in fairness to Kyrie, comparing him to Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker doesn't play in the postseason, so he shouldn't miss regular season games right? Like, if you're only playing 82, you should be there for all 82, whereas if you got a chance of playing 100, and if you want to miss some games, but Kemba's also not sustained a major injury, whereas Kyrie has, in fairness. Look, I like the Kemba Walker idea. I do, and Kemba Walker would be sacrificing, it won't be a Supermax contract, but a sizable contract with more years to stay in Charlotte for a chance to win in LA. I still think that the, that the the Knicks... Have a shot at Kemba because he is a New Yorker. Frankly, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I don't understand why you don't want Kemba more than you want Kyrie. Kemba's from Brooklyn. Kemba fits a little bit better. Um, but if I'm the Lakers, I, I, I'm i with it. I, I like the call of Kemba. Don't get me wrong. I'd still love the idea of Kyrie and LeBron is strong enough and controlling enough and they've been together before that I wouldn't turn down Kyrie if he wanted to come. I just don't think Kyrie wants to do it. I think he wants he wants to he continues to want to try his own thing. He thinks he knows more. He thinks the Boston thing only went astray because they had success without him and he's going to try and prove to the world that he's right. I don't think uh I, I like I don't think that that uh, Collins that far off. But I also think that the Lakers would absolutely take Kyrie if they could get him. I just don't think they can get him. This was Chris Carter earlier today. What
12: does the Fox say? It's going to go like this. Toronto, they are the favorite because of what happened. But Kawhi sent a message to everyone else. I'm not in, I don't have interest in just joining a super team or something like that. Just give me some ball players and I believe that we can take on the NBA. This didn't change because he won. This is exactly what I was saying last year when people were talking about trading to Kawhi. When they're talking about, oh, is it the Clippers or is it the Lakers? Is it LeBron? All this. No, he's not into that. But the Raptors should be the favorite. And then it's going to go like this in no order. Both teams in New York, that being the Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets, they will both get a sit-down interview with Kawhi. Also, the Los Angeles Lakers will be a part of the discussions. Yes, he will sit down with them and the Clippers. So Clippers... Lakers, Nets, Knicks, and the Raptors. Those are the five teams that will be involved in a Kawhi Leonard.
3: Hmm. Okay. I mean, look, it's all the same kind of players. I do find it hard to think you're going to leave Toronto where you know what you have in a championship team uh, in a kind of foreign place to go to the Knicks and go or go to the Nets. That just doesn't feel, whereas the Lakers or Clippers thing, at least it feels like you're going home. Those are meetings to take, meetings you feel like you can't turn down, frankly, a smart way to do business. But the reality of it is I don't see it happening. And and maybe, maybe that's the arrogance of a guy who moved home uh, to Southern California, or maybe that's just the reality of, you know, what you hear out there. But I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Seems like a lot to ask of a guy to go somewhere where he literally knows no one. And you know there is there has been no culture established really in New York, no culture established in New York. And I don't think I, I though he plays a certain way and competes a certain way. He's also gone to he's been in two places where they've had kind of an established culture that he's been able to thrive in. Maybe that entices him, but the likelihood is it doesn't. The likelihood is he's only going to leave to go back home, which has kind of always been the thought. We circled back around to what we thought to begin with. And that's what the Fox said. What does the fox say? Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, now we're just, now we're in kind of wait and see mode, right? We thought we would have maybe a game seven to talk about, and we didn't. Cowherd even uh, blew off vacation for a day, right? That's kind of cool. I'll be hosting Cowherd the rest of the week. Buyer, you're hosting for me the rest of the week. Is that right? Yes, that is the case. You and who else?
9: Byer and enemies. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's uh, me and Katino Mobley tomorrow. Yep. And then myself and Matt Barnes on Wednesday. Yep. Dante Jones on Thursday. Yes. And Rick Buecher on Friday.
3: All got yeah, got yeah, you and you got somebody who knows a ton about a lot of sports, but especially hoop. Right. All those guys are yes. talented in terms of, but especially hoop. So I'll be interested. I'll be I will be listening driving home not just for your opinion, but for theirs. I do feel like the NBA kind of uh, uh, turned on its head, although I'm also not totally sure that Kyrie is out from Boston. I just, it, it's it's hard to pick up and move a second time, a third time. And like, dude, I've, I've done the moving thing. It ain't easy. And even guys that don't have kids, that don't have wives, don't have families, Like, you know, once you spend two years in a place, the second year it starts to feel like home. First year, not as much. Not as much. Especially with
9: what you said earlier with how things have changed so much in the last eight days. Yeah. I mean, that shows shows to the possible free agents of just how quickly things can change if you're making a decision maybe determined on just one thing or another. Sure. Sure.
3: I mean, you'd love to say that these guys all have kind of the confidence to do to I'm going to go and do my own thing and not worry about it. But there's a lot of different moving parts. A lot of moving parts. And, you know, with the with those, with those moving parts comes, uh, you know, c- comes you you kind of waiting and being beholden to other people. So it may not sound cool or may not sound bold, but, like you know, I don't want to be the guy who does it by myself. And now that you don't have the possibility of KD joining you, or at least KD joining you this year, and not really knowing what KD looks like when he does join you, I, I think that whole thing is fascinating. Fascinating. Everything we thought we knew about the NBA seems to have changed. Really that that quickly. We'll get to that top of next hour. Um, has anybody seen the lineup the Yankees are going to throw out there in about a month? My goodness. I mean, the home run hitting capabilities, once they get Stanton back and once they get Judge back, like it's just it is bombers murderer's row. Over the weekend they traded for the home run leader in the American League. And people should know they've been playing without Judge and without John Carlos Stanton. That's kind of crazy. Kind of ridiculous. So, um, And I don't know if you get into the college baseball World Series thing. That's one of those great times to go. Something that's always on, but you don't really know who's involved. You're like, ah, is baseball on? And it seems like a good time. It's not a good time. It's a great time. Great time. Uh, Women's World Cup undergoing. Have you had France in your pool? I'm not anti-Women's World Cup. I will just point out that outside of the U.S. women playing, come on. It is, if you're watching or worse, betting on, you, if you if you bet on a woman's sport before, you have a problem. You have a problem. The NBA has been turned upside down. I'll prove it to you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best
5: sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: What up? Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Farmers at Farmers. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything when it's game time. Have an experienced player, help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. What's it like, 10 years ago was the first uh, iPhone, is that right? Something like that? You know? And you, th- you think... Like, you think things change pretty quickly, They change pretty quickly. And my kids have started to do this to me. Like, oh, don't tell us about when you were kids. I'm like, I'm not talking about when I was a kid. I'm talking about like five years ago, 10 years ago. We had this discussion with Frank Vogel, the Lakers new head coach, on how the NBA has changed. The NBA draft is this Thursday, by the way. Want to promote really awesome draft coverage. On draft night, I'll be hosting The Herd, so I'll give you plenty of draft stuff. And then at night, uh, which is afternoon West Coast time, you'll have Chris Broussard, Rick Buecher, Jason McIntyre covering the entire first round of the NBA draft. That's pretty cool. Two really good insiders. And then Jason McIntyre knows, loves, covers the NBA works us here at Fox Sports Radio. So that'll be a good show on Thursday night during the NBA draft. Tune in here to Fox Sports Radio. But talk to Frank Vogel about this. I mean, think about it. When they got to the Western Eastern Conference finals and pushed LeBron James, they had Roy Hibbert as their center. right? Like, Roy Hibbert's not in the NBA anymore. He went from a all-NBA guy to out of the league because kind of immobile, low-post-scoring, occasional shot-blocking centers, they, they don't have any use anymore. Like, I challenge people. Like Shaq could be fine because he's so dominant, he would seemingly score every time down the court. But would Tim Duncan be Tim Duncan today if Tim Duncan came out of college today? I don't know that to be because he was a tremendous, efficient player in the low post and a good shot blocker. But it wasn't like he was a condor always blocking everything, you know, with a huge, crazy wingspan. He was just awesome at the block. Never really a three-point shooter. Now, would he learn to three shoot threes? I guess Brooke Lopez has. Why can't he? But would he be Tim Duncan? I don't know that. I don't know that. The league has changed seemingly overnight. But then it actually changed literally overnight. <laughs> Go back a week ago. I'm sitting here in this pretty comfortable chair. And I said, hey, Kevin Rant's coming. And hell's coming with him. And you know what? For 12 minutes, I was right. Warriors still had a great shot of winning the series. Even when he tore his Achilles tendon, you still thought they had a shot with another game at Oracle, and they still nearly won. But from KD tearing his Achilles tendon to Clay Thompson tearing his ACL to the Raptors winning the title, now all of a sudden, assuming Clay goes back the Warriors aren't going to be competitive to win a title unless Klay Thompson is right. We all know that. And even if they re-sign Kevin Durant, that 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 puts it definite. They can't go add other pieces and neither of them are going to play for at least the next six and Kevin Durant probably nine months. And then wherever Kevin Durant goes, it's not a win now. It's a win in two years if he's back to to form. <laughs> then you add in Anthony Davis being traded over the weekend from the Pelicans to the Lakers, and that changes things because the Lakers are going to have a completely different team: LeBron, Kuz, and AD, and the rest—all new pieces, which will bring super high expectations, and many of which are going to be unrealistic b- because outside of All-Star games, they've never actually played together. <laughs> right, but. You have two of the elite stars in the game. Last year, there was a a, a a discussion among NBA people, not this past season, season four, is Anthony Davis actually the best player? Because, like Kawhi, uh, like LeBron at his peak, like Giannis, two-way players are way more effective, way more valuable than simply freak scorers like a James Harden or a Steph Curry. Those guys are great passers and great scorers, but one side of the floor it's it's not an 80 20 90 10 even 70 30 value and unlike roy hibbert anthony davis is a versatile defender can play 2019 basketball at either end of the floor and he's still coming into his prime despite the fact he's been in the league for 9 years i mean this ain't this ain't a change like it took 10 years now, and every human being you know has a smartphone, iPhone, whatever, Samsung, Galaxy, whatever you got. This isn't the NBA, which feels like it changed overnight with the elimination of the power playing back to the basket center as a primary focus of your offense. This is BAM! You wake up one way out. Okay, I was going on a vacation last week, got to miss. Well, the Raptors won the title. Like, okay, I can kind of see that. Kevin Durant towards Achilles Tenon. Okay, that changes things. Clay Thompson towards ACL. Holy hell. Anthony Davis is now a Laker. Excuse me? I mean, really remarkable the pace at which things change. And this, by the way, is one of the reasons the NFL is more successful than the NBA is. Because people like to turn on their TV and know where everybody is and where, like, any associate franchise player. That's why the franchise tag, it's not going away. It may be renamed, but it's not going away. Because the idea is you don't want your franchise players, for the most part, changing teams. You may sell some more jerseys, but it makes it much harder for the fan to know who's where. I name a team, by and large, you know the quarterback. Right? Right? Even the Josh Rosens that change places, that's the exception, not the norm. Because the other three teams, for example, in that very same division, Rams, you know, their quarterback, Jared Goff. Arizona, you know, it's Kyler Murray. But the other two are Niners, Garoppolo. And Seahawks, Russell Wilson, like go through it. It's designed so that you always have that steadying force. The face of a franchise almost never leaves. The NBA is different. It's got a ton of fluidity. I believe it hurts viewership. It may help Jersey sales. It doesn't just hurt it because you move from East to West like LeBron and fewer TV viewers in the West and fewer, even more in the East that want to watch the West can stay up to watch the West. But it's fewer in, in, in terms of uh, just the ability to understand now, you know where Anthony Davis is. And maybe you watch the Pelicans because they have Zion, but all the movement is too much movement. But man has the NBA shifted. I mean, look, you go back two weeks ago, and it was, well, Kevin Durant, he might come back, he might not. If he doesn't, the Warriors are still be really, really good, right? And the Lakers might or might not figure it out. And the Clippers. The Clippers are going to get Kawhi and they'll be there and the Rockets might move Chris Paul or might not. And then you got the the Nuggets, you know, who's going to be in Portland and the Jazz. And now you don't know anything. How I feel about the NBA, how you all feel about the NBA and what's going to happen next is how I feel about the NCAA tournament. Usually the more I know, the less I know. And I look at the NCAA tournament like, yep, I I got this one. I know these teams better than everybody else. Then they start playing the games. I know nothing. If you've been following this thing all year long, you thought Kyrie and KD to the Knicks, right? Kawhi to the Clippers. Anthony Davis to either the Celtics, maybe the Lakers, maybe the Knicks. And the Warriors would retain Clay, and load up and keep their guys and maybe add one other piece. All that's changed in like blink of an eye. Karan Butler joins the show upcoming next. Did the Lakers pay too much? And with the money they have left, what would be smart to add? What does this mean for the Celtics? What does it mean for the Knicks? What does it mean for the Nets? What does it mean for the Clippers? And we just saw a victory parade in Toronto. Is that enough to sway Kawhi to stay? Find out next.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Golf is good. You know, it is it is weird that Gary Woodland won, but it does feel like Tiger Woods didn't win. Right? In the unrealistic expectations in comparison to reality, like Tiger Woods finished in the top 20, but instead of celebrating the fact that he's back playing competitive golf and has won a major this year, it's like, "Man, he only finished in the top 20." Like, well, the we didn't know if he played golf again last year. Kind of kind of interesting. Um, I feel like there's been a massive change in the NBA. I mean, in the last week, when the last week we felt like, okay, Kyrie leaving Boston, that one we saw coming. But from KD's injury, which wherever he goes or if he stays, keeps him out a year, so that team will not be competitive um, for at least one season. To Clay's injury, which limits the competitiveness of the Golden State Warriors to the Anthony Davis trade. And, and then you had in Kawhi winning a championship and an MVP, which may keep him in in Toronto. I mean, feels like just a massive change all within one week. Let's bring in Karan Butler, who now has a street named after him in his hometown of Racine, Wisconsin. That's pretty awesome. Uh, by the way, what's that like to have a street named after you? <laughs> oh,
13: man, it's amazing, bro. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate
3: it. Okay, but seriously, what's it like to have a street named like You have a street name for considering... Most people know your story and how troubled your kind of upbringing was before you got to UConn and become the superstar that you are and the respected guy that you are. Like to come back home and for people to, to 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 respect you in that way, what what is that feeling actually like?
13: Uh, it's amazing, you know. It truly is, you know. To initially get rejected for, you know, some of the things that was self inflicted, you know, be getting in trouble and going fighting through adversity early on, but ultimately coming back and. You know, being a resource and an asset to this community and somebody that can plant the right seeds and, you know, try to be so impactful to these kids, you know, that's where it's really at. And, you know, my city, my mayor, the chief, my community, honoring me in this way, it was just extremely amazing, man. It's something that, you know, still feel like it's not real. It really does.
3: What's your reaction to the Anthony Davis trade?
13: Uh, you know, that's something else that I, I kind of knew that it was happening at some point. You look at some of the assets that was placed upon the table, and you saw what Magic had put upon the table early on, and now you revisit—you actually got less. So I thought, you know, Rob Pelinka and the Lakers organization did a remarkable job of, you know, not getting rid of Kyle Kuzma and, you know, retaining some assets, but still, you know, getting a top-five player.
3: That is interesting. That the kitchen sink, which was reportedly offered to him last time, ends up not being what's totally offered. Instead. It's Lonzo, it's Brandon Ingram, it's Josh Hart, and then a bevy of draft picks. Do you think it was too much? The the, the What was paid to the Pelicans, do you think it was too much from the Lakers?
13: No, nah, you know, sometimes people feel like, you know, the ransom is, you know, too high or it's too low, it's in between. And and obviously, you know, you're not going to ever get, you know, a perfect scenario, but Fair's change isn't a robbery. And I think that, you know, you look at Griffin and the job that he did, him swing cash, those guys. They did a remarkable job of retaining the assets and getting some quality players. And then also on the other receiving end, you look at the Lakers, they got Anthony Davis. And I mean, like I said, top five player, you got two of them on your roster now, and if you got some other assets, anything is possible.
3: It's interesting. Everybody I know in the NBA is like, dude, he might be Anthony Davis might be the best player. He just hasn't had the right scenario, right? Lack of health around him, lack of a stable franchise. Um But it's like we remember him playing in college. We've seen him play in all-star games and with Team USA. In your opinion, um, how good is Anthony Davis?
13: Man, he has no ceilings. He's a guy that really has no ceilings, And, you know, I can't place no one above two guys or actually three guys in this category when you're talking about the best power forwards ever to play the game of basketball. Um, But you talk Tim Duncan, you talk Carl Malone, Kevin uh, Garnett and, you know, obviously Dirk Whiskey, a, a guy that, you know, really transformed and changed the game from a perimeter standpoint. But Anthony Davis has flashes of all those guys, you know, take away Carl Malone with his strength and his skill set. But he he just, you know, possesses uh, a lot of, of, of those guys' ability, you know, to score on the perimeter, to put the ball on the floor, his shot-blocking capability, and now he just needs to – have that that championship pedigree next to him. And I think when you have LeBron James next to you, he's going to be magnified, he's going to be highlighted, but he's also going to be educated during this process with the Los Angeles Lakers. And he's willing to sign on as a long-term investment, long-term partnership, and I think that's everything for his career.
3: Uh, Okay, so now I put Karan Butler in charge of the Lakers. You don't have that much money left. You probably got enough money for one star. And then you gotta add some ancillary pieces. What do you do?
13: There's a lot of things out there. You know, you look at the market and you try to, you know, get a guy like a Jimmy Butler, you talk to a guy like a Kimball Walker, you talk to Kyrie Irving to mend those fences because you know, you look at Uncle Drew and and you know, Los Angeles can be extremely appealing to him, you know, with the things that he's trying to do and things that he's trying to build on those platforms. And you also look at, you know, guys that have been in that that market before, like a J.J. Reddick, Jamal Crawford. Even a Vince Carter who wants to play, you know, one last season and you know, you build that roster out like that, you do not do what you did last year. You do not elect to choose guys that can't make perimeter shots, that's shot takers but not shot makers. So you gotta surround them with the necessary quality talent to enhance LeBron and Anthony Davis to give them that real estate, and if you do, you can be contending for a championship as early as next season.
3: Yeah, it's it's crazy, right? Because now Golden State's out of it. Houston's trying to figure out what they should do. Um, like I like Denver, but I don't, but Denver doesn't scare it. I don't think that scares teams at the, at the top. Um, it it feels it feels like the league has massively changed. No,
13: yeah, it shifted immediately once you subtract Kevin Durant out the equation. I think he him and Kawhi Leonard are the two guys that can seriously in a real conversation, in a real game. Uh, offset LeBron James. I think whenever you look at LeBron scoring 30-plus points or 7-plus rebounds or 7-plus assists in the steals and et cetera, you know, him and Kawhi Leonard are the two guys, Kevin Durant, that can just be a wash at that position. But outside of that, there's nobody out there. And then now you have two of the top five players on the team and then you can accumulate some type of talent on that roster. I just think that it's wide open for the next year for someone to go out there and just, you know, take the throne. And you saw that with Toronto this year with the injuries to Golden State. You know, Klay Thompson still going to take some time to get back out there. I know it says six months, but that's functional stuff. To get back to Klay Thompson is going to take a little more time than that. So it's going to be wide open for somebody to come and, you know, have an opportunity to have that championship next year.
3: What do you think Kawhi does?
13: Oh, man, I think he comes to the Clippers. I really do. I know a lot of people say it's, it's really hard to leave a championship parade or leave a celebration. But, you know, I left many celebrations that night. I left many celebrations before in my life. You know what I mean? And I think that's a that's a sign of closure. You know, once you do something and you, you put the period on it, it's like, man, I accomplished something. But now I'm on a mission and I think his ultimate um, goal was to win a championship there, but that's not his mission. I think he still wants to be in Los Angeles. And, you know, if that's his mission, it will happen because he, he he's a free agent. All
3: right. What about Kevin Durant? What do you think he does?
13: I think he's just focusing on his health right now. I think he's focusing on getting healthy. And, um, you know, obviously he's not probably going to play next season. And, you know, I I hope I hope that he elects to sign a long term deal somewhere. I know there's numerous teams out there that uh sign him, but I think the the path for for the foreseeable future has changed. I thought that him and Kyrie Irving will be partnering up, going to the Brooklyn Nets, but that's not that's not the case no longer.
3: Yeah, so I I mean, it just comes down to right, like the Knicks, and they they stink for another year and then go all in on the following year, or do you stay? I, I, do you stay and sign extension and stay in cause that, that feels like the two best options.
13: Yeah, I, I I think the I think the real option was the Brooklyn Nets, but right now I just think it's his health and you know, I don't even have a post on it and you know, I consider myself a close friend of Kevin, but I think everything's changed, you know, from his perspective, from you know, the way he was handled and everything. I just think that he's just focusing on, you know, getting healthy. So, you know, no one has a real post. And anybody tell you they'll be lying to you. Uh, I don't I don't even think Kevin made a decision yet.
3: Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see. Last thing I wanted to ask you. Uh you mentioned he and Kyrie together. Does does Kyrie reconsider the idea of Brooklyn and think about joining LeBron?
13: I definitely feel like Kyrie has to revisit that idea of, you know, I can be a missing piece before uh, in Cleveland, LeBron James was the carrot and you kind of rode the magic carpet ride and he hit the huge shot to get them over the hump. And that's seat in Cleveland Cavaliers history forever. One of the best sports stories ever told. But now, with everything that happened last season with the Lakers and LeBron on the back end of his career, and going to you know the foreseeable future with a guy like Anthony Davis by your side, if you able to, you know, sign on for the next four or five years, talking about winning championships and restoring the feeling in Laker Land, I just think that it's in his in the palm of his hand to make that decision. He can be the ultimate difference maker.
3: Karan Butler. He's got his own street named after him in Racine, Wisconsin, his hometown. You can hear him on Fox Sports Radio as well. CB, thanks for joining
13: us. All right, anytime, brother. Thanks.
3: tough juice. Karan Butler, who you can follow on Twitter at the TheRealToughJuice. Juice. It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but uh, Lonzo Ball isn't the only ball that's on the move. We'll discuss that upcoming in the press. Big story from the Ball family. I do wonder if uh, LeVar Ball is going to promise that Spire Academy will never, ever win another championship because because uh, Lamelo Ball left Spire Academy today. Uh, I am fascinated by what happens in the NBA. And I'm a little bummed we kind of don't have much sports to talk about in the short term, right? Hey, Edwin Encarnacion and Aaron Judge and you know John Carlos Stanton. I, I could have used a Rob Ford post parade party today, All right? Could have used a Rob Ford um, post parade party. Now this is interesting. This from uh, Tim McMahon, who writes for ESPN.com. Tad Brown and General Manager Daryl Morey flanked Tillman Fertina in a hastily arranged news conference on May 30th. Mike D'Antoni was missing. He was a 1,000 miles away at home in West Virginia. Warren Legaree officially ended discussions with the Rockets with a contract extension for D'Antoni earlier that day. Those talks have been contentious, more than productive, despite the franchise success under D'Antoni. I mean... This thing feels like just a smoldering, uh, maybe not a smoldering, it feels like the fuse has been lit. It was lit in Game 7 of last year when they lost to the Golden State Warriors and missed 27 straight threes. And then reignited this year when they lost at home in spite of the fact the Warriors didn't have Kevin Durant. So, uh the, the piece is interesting. No, it's nor is it's not normal for NBA business practice to spill specifics about an offer. But Tillman Fertitta failed to mention the buyout language that guaranteed Mike D'Antoni only half of his base salary if the Rockets fired him before the extension began. In other ways, in other words, it's like in college sports they have this a fake extension. So, it goes on to just point out how much dysfunction is within it. How much dysfunction is in it? There is a disconnect between the front office and D'Antoni, who wasn't in favor of the Rockets' decision to part ways with five members of his coaching staff, but didn't fight Maury's recommendations for the changes. There is friction between James Harden and Chris Paul, the franchise's two max salary centerpieces. And doubts linger about Fertitta, the inexperienced owner, steering the ship through choppy waters while creating waves of of his own. Here's the money quote. There's too much damn turmoil. There's some hard feelings right now everywhere. Fertitta wants to win. He put in over $2 billion of his own money to buy a team. And he thought they were ready-made to compete for a championship. And they couldn't beat the Warriors, even though the Warriors didn't have their best player and they lost on their own home floor. You'd be pissed, too. right? It's not that you lose. And this is what I tell my my son kind of all the time. Like, look, I don't care if you win or lose. It really is how you play the game. And if you're Tillman Fertitta, it's not that they lost to the Warriors. It's that they lost the Warriors last year, shooting 27 damn threes in a row. And their answer was, we got screwed by the refs. No, dude, you lost, you missed 27 straight threes. And then this year, it wasn't that they lost the Warriors in seven. They lost in six, losing again at home. It's a four straight year that the Rockets have lost their last playoff game at home. And James Harden was nowhere to be found in the fourth quarter. And Chris Paul looks like a contract that's only going to get worse, but not get better. And they lost to the Warriors who didn't have their best player. Again, it's not that they lost. It's the way in which it went down. It's the actual context that matters. You can lose the Warriors. Where's it good? Where's it really good? But they lost living and dying by the three, as everybody said they would. And then they lost when James Harden ran out of gas, as everybody said they would. So, kind of interesting, the one team that did not suffer some sort of debilitating uh, injury, didn't have to fire its coach, didn't appear as openly dysfunctional as the Lakers were. Now they're a mess. We mentioned Lonzo Ball isn't the only ball on the move. Why does it matter? I'll explain next.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: Doug Gottlieb Show, Roseanne, Fox Sports Radio. What we try and do every day is get you updated on the stories of the day, the themes of the night, the games of the night as well. We do so by getting to the press.
5: The press fire
3: Dan, what do you got? Don't buy it. I thought forty five seconds.
8: I'll say uh, one minute. Uh huh, I'll go uh prices right rules minute in one second.
10: I'm a fun guy.
3: New league record. Another new league record. It's just weird. L- leave the gun, take the cannoli. Come on, man. What are we doing here? It's vacation. Celebration. It's a, I mean, it's a victory parade. Just such a bad look. One, uh, hopefully it's, hopefully it's to whoever was injured to be okay and that had nothing to do with anything having to do with the parade. Just some sort of argument that happened to be the location of the parade. Right. Well, they've been looking for a point guard forever. Obviously, they bought Rubio in, and Rubio's not. They they even told Rubio like, "Yeah, we're not really focused on you," which means we don't want you. And uh, the Jazz can absorb that hefty salary. So, I mean, you know, you put Donovan Mitchell alongside Mike Conley. Now, uh, I think Donovan Mitchell will get and take better shots. The question for Conley is, how much does he have left? He's you know, he missed most of lat not this year, the year before with injuries and it's a hefty hefty contract okay Yes, yes
9: right
3: right agreed, agreed yeah, mmm. Yep. Yeah, you can't do it on text. <laughs> you can't do it on Twitter. It's been real. They they will probably ask him like like the uh, Jim Harbaugh. What's your deal, dude? Or was that, no, that was uh, Pete Carroll to Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. What's your deal, dude? It's awkward. It's awkward. We don't talk anymore. <laughs> we don't talk anymore. Yeah. We don't talk anymore like we used to do. Yeah. Ah, a productive player that doesn't win games. Sounds like the Knicks. hmm
6: It's over, Johnny.
7: Ten.
13: That's pretty cool.
3: And he had an amazing relationship with Sam Darnold. I, I wonder if they keep him in New York... As some sort of coach, if he goes into the broadcast booth. Okay. There
10: you
3: go. There you go. Makes sense. He's like okay. the latest, okay. he's like the the new Tim Hasselback more than Matt Hasselback.
10: All right, right.
3: Tim Hasselback's very good, by the way. So is Matt. <laughs> I think it actually is live. I think it actually is live. Fire. Sure. <laughs>
10: that.
3: The primary votes and the secondary votes. Now, you know, you realize that I don't, and now he is leading the National League in batting average, not that batting average matters. He's still third in home runs. I just don't understand how Christian Yelich isn't leading. Like, right? Wasn't Christian huh? Yelich the MVP last year? Huh? Isn't he having a very good year this year? He should be the first guy that you, you pick. I do think last year matters. I'm like the only guy that seems like, hey, since last year's All-Star game, there's a whole second half of the season. And he was he's a great player. He was great last year. He's great this year. Bellinger was a rookie two years ago. He was very good. Last year, uh, he platooned and didn't like it, didn't have a great year. And this year, he got off to an incredible start. It's been good, but not as good as of late. And be, because of half the season, as opposed to Christian Yelich's last year and a half, I don't, I don't agree with that. La La Land.
7: Well, oh, come on now. Wow. La Land.
3: Wow. Uh-uh. Well, look, they didn't have a lot of options. Because he played professionally overseas and he had his own shoe, he wasn't going to play in college basketball. He played for that Spire Academy thing, whatever, which is loaded up with other guys, not a lot of options. I like this, though. Like, go play professionally. Grow up. Um, you're playing against older guys. They're going to kick your butt, and they're tough. And he has to be efficient. He can't take those half court shots. I, I generally like this. I, I don't. I don't see a downside considering what the options he actually had. Hmm. <laughs> Jello ball could have been last year, though. But it's funny. It was a funny line. It's a funny line. No. Two falls ago, positive. I thought he did
5: some good things.
3: All all golf majors should be played in the Pacific time zone. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't, and you don't have to worry about darkness. Like it's great. Like, East Coast, they, they always try and extend it. And it always gets close to being dark. And, like, they don't finish right on time or extra holes. Like, well, we'll have to do it tomorrow, which is a total buzzkill. kill. No, this is great. West Coast. Yeah, LA Country Club, right, in two years. And then Torrey in four, four. Oh, okay. There you go.
6: Four. Four.
3: Why can't you? Yeah, if you're the USGA, you literally make the rules. But, yeah, I, I would agree. I would tend to agree, right? Celebrate some of our best courses. At least mountain time zone or central time zone. I just think eastern time zone, is, it ends too early. Did you watch? Did you watch? Me neither. I had some Chile. <laughs> yes. Have you ever been to yes, Santiago, yes, Chile? Yes, yes. Twice last year. You don't know what, show, what movie that is. Something about Mary.
12: Yeah.
9: Yeah.
3: Apparently not that good. <laughs> hair gel scenes, probably. it's Hair gel scene, and what's what's Brett Favre doing here? Bert Favre, right? that Those are probably the two most iconic. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. That's the type of analysis you're going to get tomorrow and into Friday, all the way into Friday in the show. That's great. Ben Stiller's great. <laughs> Why not? Because you don't watch movies. Is there anything oh, we no. should get him to go see? Uh, Toy Story 4 is coming out. Is that this week, Ramos? We going? I th- I thought they ended Toy Story 3. Everybody cried and it was over. Huh. No, we'll hold hands and cry together. This one is sad. Toy Story 3 is sad. Sad. I'll be hosting The Herd. Dan Byer, Catino, Mobley in the chair tomorrow. And Dan, the rest of the week. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. You're on Fox Sports Radio.
5: From BBC Radio 4.